Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Rafan Manji. Before we can get right into it, why don't we get comfortable and I'll catch you in a bit. One of our guests today, that's right, I have more than one guest today. Um, I'd like to welcome an athlete who's currently playing professional soccer for French club ASJ Sochaux-Charon in the Division I Feminine League over in France. She was a player and student at Kent State University. She's played in Italy for Pink Bari. Overall, a solid athlete from an athletic family. Welcome to the show, Paige Colfer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Well, thanks for taking the time to to join us today. I know you've been training hard and you just had a game the other day, but thank you for taking the time to be here. Yeah, of course. And our second guest today is Braden Culver, Paige's brother. Hey, Braden. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I promised Paige I'd do that for her. Um, but for our listeners, gotta make that clear. <laughs> uh, but for our listeners, we know that Braden is a Division One soccer player, or was at the University of Buffalo and played in League One with the Oakville Blue Devils. Uh, <laughs> jack of all trades when it comes to positions and stuff, and a constant guest on the show. So again, welcome, Braden. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, anytime. Okay, why don't we get right into it? Our starting 11 today is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give the Shack and Chef Sab a follow on Instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and are available for pickup in the Vancouver area. All right. So I got to ask, because the two siblings are on, and, and I did allude that I will ask this, who is the better athlete in the family? And I know Braden's answer, but Paige? <laughs> um hmm. rachel our uh, third sibling i think she's the best <laughs> that's a safe answer i think yeah. we should get her on next time to debate this all right then who's the, <laughs> who's the better soccer player considering one's professional and one's trying to get back to being professional enough said one's definitely me <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a one-on-one game when Paige gets back and then we'll, we'll then we'll let you know you'll take your ankles out <laughs> um okay so so Paige you you played defense right yeah I play central defense and then and then Brayden you're you're more of a midfielder what about your other sister is she a striker so like down the park is it split Uh, up she was more of a defender too she she injured her knee so unfortunately she can't play anymore but she was um typically she played either as a central defender or as a right back okay so it was braided against the two of you because you just come at you guys gotcha <laughs> basically basically we always won we always won <laughs> of course two against one i don't doubt it <laughs> so now that you're over in, in france how's the culture there Paige? like what's the difference between i guess canada and and france um in terms of soccer i mean in europe in general it's more of a lifestyle here so everyone's grown up supporting a certain club. And so that's kind of really cool to experience. There's always a lot of, not now because of COVID, but before we always had a good amount of fans at the games. And um, so that's been a really cool experience. Um, right now I struggle with the language a little bit. I had the same problem in Italy. I don't speak any Italian. So um, I find that to be a little bit of a struggle, but 
a lot of people here speak English, which is mm-hmm. super helpful. So. <laughs> is it just like the people in the league that speak the English or it's just like everyone in general in France is more open to English? Um, most people that I've had with within the soccer community and without of the soccer community that I've had conversations with are pretty open or understand enough French that you or English that you can get by like I can mm-hmm. get by without speaking um, a lick of French so <laughs> which is helpful I'm trying to learn I am but grade nine French class I should have paid more attention <laughs> it was just core they just teach you how to conjugate etra and avoir they don't teach you exactly. anything else mm-hmm. that's it Basically. I don't need that here None no, you need to know how to say um, a lot of different things. By the way, tip for you, don't say je suis excité because it means completely different than what you think it means in Canada French. <laughs> um, that is something I've learned through all my French friends. And I'm like, see, that's that means I'm happy and excited. But apparently that's not what it means. No. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes. uh, yeah, I'll give you that tip because that's the only one I know. <laughs> um, hey, I'll be sure. <laughs> But anyway, I noticed that you're number five. What what inspired you picking up the number five kit? Um, actually, when I was in university, I wore number ten as okay. a center I know. Don't come at me. It's the best player. The best player was the number ten. I guess I, I've never seen a center back wear number ten in my life. Well, if you've played little kid soccer, then yes, you have. <laughs> Timbits, Timbits soccer. But um, and then when I was in Italy, I wore number two. And then now I wear number five. I don't really have an attachment to a specific number. It's mm. kind of whatever's available on the team. And yeah, nothing. I wish I had like a special story that. Yeah, no. Do, but no, no, I'm not that exciting. So. No, it's okay. You're a defender. I get it. You pick your number. You get your number. It's fine. Yeah. You, should, you should honestly fight for the number 10 eventually. I'd just be like, I'm your best player. In, in, Italy, like, in Italy, it's a sin. If you wear a number that you're not in a position to wear that number it's oh my goodness is is that a common trend i guess around europe is like you're because i know when my dad talks about soccer and he grew up in africa playing he was just like well we have assigned numbers so if you're a defender you get maybe five or six numbers to choose from Uh, and then when you're playing a little bit up in the midfield or whatnot then you get another couple of numbers to to pick so is that is that a common trend in europe Did Paige freeze? I think she froze. She froze. What about you, Brayden? Do you know Uh, the answer to that? uh, If I had to guess, I would say yes. Um, I feel like I feel like probably in North America, it's a bit more free flowing. Um, But yeah, definitely when you get to the places where um, the you know culture football's ingrained in the culture, Mm -hmm. um, like Europe, South America, Africa, all those places, I think yeah, definitely. Kind of like what Paige was saying that (laughs) certain like you have to be oh my goodness makes you cut out that's okay <laughs> um yeah you know you definitely have to earn your number uh especially with like the number 10 you know yeah. it can't just be can't just be given to you that's something that you have to earn um especially i think it came from the you know the dutch system of uh the four three three total football idea yeah where they had sort of everyone there and I, I think yeah more so more so in those countries versus in uh in north america oh, <laughs> oh my goodness sorry guys i don't know what happened <laughs> okay it's zoom it's internet i get mm-hmm. it um so brayden answered that there was the dutch system that's more traditional with their 433 and picking up the number sequences there did you mm-hmm. hear my last question about um specified or specific numbers given to certain positions yeah 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 um i did hear that before i so rudely got kicked out but <laughs> um yeah so in italy they are pretty specific about what number you wear they're also a lot of them wear their birth year number 
on their jersey, which was a little bit strange. So if they're born in like 95, they'll wear the number 95? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of them wore either their birth year number or their positional number. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't think of that. that was a little strange. So when they had watched my highlight video from when I was in university and I was playing as a center back wearing a number 10, they were like, what are you doing? This is is illegal. Sorry. (laughs) Did you tell them that you're the best player on the pitch? And that's the only reason why you're wearing number 10. That's how you you sell it. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, I definitely didn't know the fact that I could wear 95 if I was born in 95. That's a massive number, though. Like, imagine people running around with, like, the 80s to the 90s, and you're like, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, hockey. It reminds me yeah. of hockey. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's also true. Having a Gretzky running around, but it's yeah. it plays like Gretzky. You're like, you're just born in 99. I'm not good, I swear. Yeah. Um, I noticed that you... Um, you played at a university and, and I'm guessing you also finished the rest of your degree. How important is an athlete to go through school and actually complete schooling? Well, I think on the women's side, it's even more important because um, we don't necessarily make as much money as the men's side. You can't necessarily come out of high school and play professionally right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think on the women's side, it's extra important just in case, because there's less security in job security per se in playing professional soccer or a professional sport on the women's side so I think Mm. it's super super important for you to have your degree so at least you have something when you come out of playing um, football that you can then go work or use your degree towards something within the football community so I think on the women's side it's super important. So I know you mentioned two very important factors less security and less money how do we change that I know that's a loaded question but how do we go about changing that and making it equal? Well, I think you've kind of seen it begin to change with um, certain countries paying their men's and their women's national teams equally. I think Brazil just did it. I think uh, I know Finland did it. I had a couple girls last season that I played with that were on the Finnish national team. And it was like a huge deal when the men's and the women's side um, made equal contracts, which is a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, The U.S. women's side is trying to do it. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if you saw all the lawsuits and they're going to um, get it and they're going to get paid more. And I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, which they should. I yeah. mean, they're the U S women's side, they get way more viewers than the men's teams. They get mm-hmm. way more fans at their games, which I think you should be paid more clearly. They play better soccer. And I've said this yeah. multiple <laughs> times. I think the U S women's team plays better soccer. I think the Canadian women's team plays better soccer. I just, I, I when this catches up it's gonna be like men are gonna be like we're back here and the women are gonna be like yeah because you suck yeah, <laughs> so, yeah try and catch up please <laughs> yeah I, I i think it should be based on how many people you're bringing in obviously but also the fact that the athletes are too much better but yeah i agree and i think the u.s women's team has shown that for years so yeah you can go back to mia ham and say the same thing in the 90s exactly yeah mm-hmm. i'm so, sorry i think Having yeah. Landon Donovan and having Dempsey for a couple of years does not make you guys better than everyone else. Just saying. <laughs> no, I would agree. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the women's team, uh, the women's uh, U.S. national team, I think they they tend to make it a lot further than the men's do in the World Cup as well. Well, they win the World Cup. That's yeah, the yeah. They're champions. <laughs> yeah, they're either winning or or challenging. Except for one year, which I will argue with them that Canada was better than them in the 2012 
Yes, 2012 we Olympics. We got robbed. We got that. robbed because of, absolutely robbed. You know, like the refing was absolutely poor. And I think Paige, you can talk about refing from your game last night, um, and how <laughs> absolutely pathetic the refing was. Oh yeah. Um, but we got robbed by a ref because mm-hmm. I guess you know U.S. in the finals is different than Canada in the finals. It isn't hockey, and I think that's the difference. crazy. It's crazy. That game is crazy. If you rewatch that game, <gasps> makes me go crazy. The calls and oh my goodness. But then the fact that you see Christine Sinclair scoring a hat trick and absolutely demolishing every U.S. player, I go, that's the that's the silver lining in the entire game. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, for Canadian soccer versus European soccer, and I and I know I posed this question to you last week, Braden. Um, how do we get Canadian soccer level up there in terms of professional level, in terms of like ability to play and compete at a higher level? Like, what what's the next step there? Well, like I said before, I think in Europe it's more of a lifestyle here, mm-hmm. um, whereas in Canada it's more of a pastime or a hobby when you're a kid mm-hmm. um so i think the cultural change makes a big difference between europe is just a step ahead and then north america on that spectrum also the problem in canada on the women's side is there's no professional league so women have to leave we have mm-hmm. to go to europe to play or to the u.s um to play professional soccer so i think i know they've started the professional side on the men's um but I think it needs to develop on the women's side too, just to keep girls interested in playing and to be able to increase the level. Cause there's so much good talent for Canadian females, but yeah. like I said, we're forced to go to Europe. So you're losing all this talent. And a lot of Canadians have um, dual citizenship. So then they go end up playing for another country versus staying and playing for Canada. Well, there's one that, that one example of the American player a couple of years LaRue. ago, Cindy LaRue, right? Like she got hackled and, yelled at by Canadian fans for leaving the team but you look at the development of the the American team at that time versus what it was you know comparatively exactly. yeah exactly. And she saw the opportunity and was like well if they're going to give me the opportunity to play I'm going to go do that and we lost one of the probably one of the best players that we could have had play on the Canadian national team so sure. so we got to find a way to keep our players exactly and not lose them yeah you did mention something about you know, Canada versus Europe being more of a hobby here or like a pastime, what made you turn it into less than a pastime, but more into something you want to go forward with and become a professional player? Well, I mean, we grew up playing soccer. I'm sure Braden said it before. Our dad played soccer. Me, my sister and Braden all grew up playing soccer. And when I was younger, I was involved in the provincial programs and the NTC program. And then I saw that Braden got a scholarship to go to school. And I was like, oh, maybe I could do that. So um did the same thing got the scholarship to go play Mm -hmm. at school and then kind of realized oh I still enjoy doing this I wonder if I can continue to do this I'm pretty good at this so why don't I give it a shot yeah um so yeah for me it was just you know I love playing the game and I wanted to keep playing as long as I could I don't want to go sit in an office so (laughs) (laughs) let's find that opportunity let's go do that so was that a shot at Braden a little bit (laughs) (laughs) That's where he's working. Hopefully not. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, so that's for me, it was just um I also have a couple friends that went and played pro and now are back back playing in Canada in League One. And mm-hmm. they had such a good experience. They said great things. So mm-hmm. thought why not give it a chance and see what happens. Oh, well, I'm glad you did because you're killing it. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um i have to ask another question quickly just because i was i asked Braden this as well do you have a ritual a pre or post-game ritual 
that you have to go through? Like, are you superstitious at any point? No, I'm not. Okay. So when I was in university, I used to only wear red pre-wrap. That was my, like in my hair to keep my hair back. That was my one thing. I had to buy a red pre-wrap. I was only wearing red pre-wrap. Now I try to steer away from superstitions because I don't want to get caught in a, oh my gosh, I forgot my left lucky sock. So now I'm going to say that. (laughs) Or (laughs) it fell out of my bag and now I'm screwed today. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for me, I try to steer clear of any sort of superstition. So I'm not, because I'm already all in my head before a game. I don't need Mm -hmm. any, anything else getting in there and ruining anything so yeah not for me nothing nothing interesting at least <laughs> uh how do you get out of your head though like you know athletes like think they overthink a situation or a play or something mm-hmm. like how do you get out of that um for me I like to listen to music mm-hmm. I kind of we've done the preparation for the game before the game mm-hmm. sitting 20 minutes before the game starts I don't need to continue thinking about all the preparation for me I like to think about other things I listen to music or read a book um in the locker room we always have music playing girls are dancing doing whatever so um I like to not focus so hard on the game right before the game we've done the preparation let's just go and do what we're supposed to do so because I'm super in my head I'm sure Brayden can tell you that (laughs) (laughs) essentially just trying to get away from the pressure and the stress to perform and I think that's how you mellow out like if you like you're a student as well both of you are so like when you're prepping for an exam the same thing you do is 20 minutes before is you you can't think about the material or you're going to overthink the situation exactly yeah i get that um being a professional soccer player now what is your greatest weakness as an athlete and then obviously i'll ask you your strength but <laughs> tough um, question yeah <laughs> Let's make the list uh no oh. <laughs> um for me i think it's being in my head i think that's because when I was a student athlete, you have other things to do. You're a student, you have more of like a life outside of just the sport. Now that I'm playing professionally, my entire life is the sport. So if I have a good day or bad day, depends on how I play at training. You know what I mean? So for me, I think my biggest downfall or my biggest weakness is I'm um, always in my head, super, super, super in my head. Would you consider going back to school then just to, or do like a, a pastime or a part-time school thing, I should say? Yeah, I've thought about it. I've thought doing maybe some online courses to get maybe a master's degree or cool. like you said, just having something different to focus on. So sure. yeah, I've thought about it. Uh, what about your greatest strength? Being better than Brayden does not count. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everything yeah. she gets, she gets from me. Oh. Okay. Calm down over there. Um, greatest strength. I think. Hmm. I don't know. That's always hard when you need to like um tell people what you're really good at. That as a human being, that's such a hard thing to do. But I think uh, to pure hard worker, I will outwork anybody on the field. And I think that's when I'm having a bad day. That my fallback is okay. I, even if I'm things going wrong and everybody else in the field sweet that's awesome i was gonna say if you um do uh like the double-edged sword when someone in an interview asks you what are your weakness and your strengths and you say the same thing and you go well i'm a i'm, I'm too particular with my time managing skills um but that's a weakness and a strength at its own so uh, <laughs> i'm glad you gave two separate <laughs> skills <laughs> um would you consider mentoring someone one-on-one I mean now that you've become an athlete yeah your style you've also played in Canada you've had uh 
university experience, would you consider mentoring a young athlete if, if you had that opportunity? Oh, for sure. Um, some of the girls that the age group I was coaching, they were getting ready to kind of look for universities to go play at. So I kind of helped them through that a little bit or the opportunities are there. So mm. I would love to mentor people if they ever had questions or anything like that. Because I think people can learn from my experience and from other Canadians who are playing professionally from their experience as well. Of course. Um, why don't we talk about your game <clears throat> yesterday? Uh, you guys unfortunately lost the game, but um, any positives that we can take out of this? Yeah, I mean, Brayden can probably tell you. He, him, and my dad, and I'm sure my sisters will watch the game. But um, we've been struggling in the league a little bit. We're kind of in the relegation zone. We're fighting for that um, bottom three positions to just clear the relegation zone. So mm-hmm. for us, this was an important game. Um, I think we played real well. I think mm-hmm. we had our chances. We had good opportunities. I think we made some dumb errors, not dumb errors, but errors that in this league, other people are going to capitalize on just because right. they're that good. Right. So, um, but I think some positives to take away is I think we had um, good opportunities. We made the most of our opportunities that we had. And I think we showed that we can play at this level that we can play good football and that other teams we're not just a, a write-off team. There, It's going to be a game. Right. You've played against Lyon and PSG, obviously the two powerhouses in, in the women's league there. Um, how like What's the difference when you play those two clubs versus Dijon that you just recently played? So I didn't play against PSG. I um, had some issues with paperwork. So my first game actually was against Lyon. <sighs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to the league. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I had gone from just being in training for months, maybe five, six months, to mm-hmm. first match, welcome, play against Lyon, the best team in the world currently. Yeah. So they just, they play faster, they're, they think faster, they're physically faster, it's, it's a whole new level. It was really cool to experience that and see what I would have to do to pl- play at that next level or become that next level. Mm-hmm. It was It was a good experience. They were very good if you have the opportunity to move from your current club not saying you will um and not trying to get patients <laughs> of trouble if um, yeah, yeah, no rumors. yeah. Um, no Transfer rumors. rumors but you don't have to answer this because i know you're with a club and you might have legal issues behind this but <laughs> would you ever consider moving on to a bigger club such as you know psg or um united united um in my in this current situation no i think i still have a lot of learning and improving to do and I think if I were to move to a huge club right now, I wouldn't get the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. I would be more of a training player. So I think in terms of my career and my growth, this is a good position for me right now. Excellent. Politically correct. It's <laughs> wonderful. No one's um, going to get me in trouble here. No, no, no. That's why I said you didn't have to answer. Just fishing. He's just fishing for things yeah, right, right now. <laughs> um, okay. So then I guess the follow-up question to that would be, would you consider coming back to North America, playing in the NWSL uh, to maybe further your growth here, be closer to home, to your family? Would that be a, an option in the future or you like where you are? Closer to Brayden? Oh. <laughs> or you like your parents. But... <laughs> my cat. Closer to my cat. Um, right now, no. I think it's good to be in Europe. I think France, um, in my opinion, is the best league in the world right now. With the most, yeah. It's the most competitive league. Maybe the UK is pretty close as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for my development as a player, it's better to be in Europe. Excellent. 
Another great answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't get her into any trouble. It's great. Nothing. Well um, rehearsed. <laughs> Brayden, do you have any questions for your sister? Um, what did you think about the game? You watched it. Yeah, no, I, I did watch the game yesterday. I thought it was good. I thought you guys played, uh, like, I thought you attacked a little bit more, um, which was good. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, a little lucky on the penalty, uh, but it was a good finish from her. Uh, top, top, uh, top left corner, I think um she hit the ball really well yeah um yeah other than that like it was it was an overall good game um just a couple of individual individual errors um but i mean those can be cleaned up pretty easily right um but yeah no i thought it was a i thought it was a good performance against a good team with that um feedback from brayden brayden do you ever think you're giving me a coach because absolutely yeah oh yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping to do my c license this year excellent um and then uh, maybe get involved in uh my former former club coach is i think he's head head of coaching development at the oakville soccer club um so i know that's kind of where Paige was coaching uh when she was home and i'm i'm gonna reach out to him to see if i can uh you know do some coaching over there with him cool and then you'll end up in europe and then you'll coach manchester united because <laughs> ogs needs oh to, that would be amazing <laughs> yeah and then you'll buy everyone that you think is good and we'll go from there all right well with that we'll wrap up the starting 11 it was brought to us by shenzi shack don't forget to give the shack and chef samba follow on instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world they deliver and are available for pickup in the vancouver area we're going to take a quick little break and when we come back we'll talk about manchester united women's and men's Sheer Creams is an all-natural and organic skincare brand. We ethically source our sheer butter through our partners from West Africa. Our creams are then handmade with love in the UK, making sure our products are at the highest quality, maintaining their natural origins. Our purpose at Sheer Creams is to deliver you the highest quality skincare line that fits your personal needs. You can purchase our products via our website www.sheercreams.com or via our Etsy shop Sheer Creams or our Amazon. Thank you for listening, and we hope you love our brand. We are back for the Extra Time segment, and I have two Manchester United fans with me on my Zoom call today. Um, first and foremost, Paige, how did you become a Manchester United fan? You can blame my father. <laughs> he chose right. Yeah, we we yeah. grew up watching Manchester United. Our family's kind of from that area as well, so... Um, yeah, that's how our whole family are. My mom's a Manchester United fan. She just doesn't have a choice. So <laughs> oh, she's been roped into it. Exactly. Um, with United this year, have you been surprised that we're sitting at the top of the summit or um, especially coming off, you know, a couple of early losses to Crystal Palace out of all teams? Um, does that surprise you a little bit? Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit of a hater as a fan. I doubted our ability this season, um, especially with the coaching changes and everything like that. I I figured um, I'm surprised, so I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I watch games and, you know, we go down one nothing or something in the first three minutes of the game, like last week. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. But um, I've been surprised that they've pulled themselves up, actually, so... Yeah. I mean, Pogba wants to play, which is now, something. Now he wants to play. Yeah. But you never know. He might end up at PSG again. Another rumor that I'm spitting out there. Um, <laughs> he's going to end up at PSG or something, and then you'll see him there. But 
I'm I'm rather surprised as well. I know Braden, you and I talked about it last week. Going, yeah, this is a little surprising. And then we were both talking about the Liverpool game and going that this should be a massive game and end up being a dud. Yeah, um, it was it was not very entertaining at all. But we should have known this, eh? That was like mm-hmm. before that game. It was five draws in eight matches. Um, that became six draws in nine matches, and probably should have called it, but. Yeah, it was a bad don't, game. Don't bet on it. Yeah. Oh, I don't. That's <laughs> money thing. on it. Yeah, no. <laughs> See, that's not my job. That's Kyle Vardy's job. Kyle, if you're listening, that's your job to do the betting. Not me. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, the women's team is also in first. They played well today. They won their game. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of this women's team? They they've been the more exciting bunch, I think, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they had some signings as well. They had um, Kristen Press and Tobin Heath, which I think are huge for them. So um, they also have other quality players on their team as well. So I think not only that, they've also brought in a really big fan base from the U.S. um, with those huge national team players transferring. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think they're an exciting team to watch if you ever watch the women's side. it's United is definitely the team to watch right now. Oh, I agree. I actually have a question for Paige now. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, Do you think the Americans should stay at United, or do you think they should go back to the NWSL? Um, I think they should stay. I think all yeah. the Americans that have gone to the to the UK right now. I mean, there was a bunch of them. There's even a bunch of Canadians that went over because the NWSL league was kind of strange this year. Um, I think they've brought in a huge fan base, and I think they've added to the 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 seasons like the games a lot. If you watch any like Man City, even um, they had Muse come over, and she's yeah. done really well. And so I think I think they should stay. I think it would be really good for the, that league in particular if they stay. Yeah, uh, unlike Alex Morgan, who ended up going back to the mm-hmm. US. Right. I, was really I mean, she also is. Her family's in the U.S. She's got a baby. She's got her husband. So I think that plays into it a little bit as well. Oh, for sure. Um, But how, like, the minute she made that announcement that she's going over to the U.K., I was, like, patiently waiting for every opportunity that she'll play because I was like, she is one of the best players in the world. There's no doubt about it. And and I think having the best player join your league uh, I think increases revenue for sure. It increases fan watching. I mean, you can ask the Italian league with Ronaldo going over there. Um, I think Juve became a more popular team among supporters. Um, and I'm sure if Messi stays or goes, he'll make whatever club he's at even more popular. So um, that's, I think that's the super important factor about bringing in any sort of revenue. Oh, for sure. And if you saw that, um, as soon as they announced uh, Kristen Press and Tobin Heath going over to United, the jerseys sold out Yeah. in like the first hour or something ridiculous. See, they I sold think- more jerseys than the, the men's side or something. It was crazy. Agreed. Yeah. No, I think the, the crazy part about that is the fact that for people who don't think the women's league is doing well, that's one piece, like one tiny piece to show you that people are interested and people want to watch. Exactly. Um, so I hope it continues. Brayden, what do you think about um, the whole United women's and United team so far? Yeah, I think I think the the Americans going over to the women's team is really good, and it also shows that uh, you know the U.S. obviously they can compete on a national stage together, uh, and obviously individually in the NWSL. Um, but yeah, I think going over to going over to England just kind of shows the rest of the world that they can compete in different leagues, uh, different top leagues around the world as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I think, I think it's United is doing good, doing really well on, on the men's and the women's. Obviously I'm more surprised about the men's than the women's. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think it's got a lot of attention, uh, especially, <clears throat> especially from the U S which is, I think just helped the game sure. in general. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to be super critical of United for a second here. Um, just because in the sense that they finally funded a United women's team like two, three years ago. Yeah. So I think that is a huge thing for them to continue doing. But at the same time, why were they so late? Like, is there a reason why some big clubs don't have the adjacent women's clubs with them? Do you, do, do either of you know the answer to that? No, I don't know. I, question. yeah, it is a good question. And you're right. United is a really young women's side and they've done, I mean, they're obviously they're top of the league right now. So they're doing really well. They've invested a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important that more uh, men's clubs do that because they, they generate so much revenue that it's nothing for them just to throw a little bit over to a women's side. So I think that the, it's been positive for the league that they've invested like that. And hopefully more of the men's teams will do that, especially in, in our league, in, in the UK and other, like the Italian league, they need more investing from the men's mm-hmm. side for sure. Yeah. It, it definitely needs to start from the big clubs. Uh, Cause you know, yeah. obviously the, the smaller clubs, maybe they can't afford it. Um, they're just worried about bringing in revenue from the men's side. Um, but the big clubs, the ones that bring in tons and tons of money, those ones can start um, at least start the conversation, you know, and, and put those teams together um because they can they can definitely afford it um so they sort of need to take the initiative um in doing that i think basically yeah you take pop west salary and you can fund an entire team if you really want it <laughs> yeah so. no like in yeah. reality you realistically can. yeah you take his pocket change and fund a woman's side so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it definitely needs to start from the big clubs and then yeah. from there you know filter down to the to the smaller ones for sure i mean big shout out to birmingham city who's had a women's team for as long as i can remember um and and continues to fund that team and they're doing better than the men's team so uh big yeah, shout out they're doing pretty well mm-hmm. so, but that does okay so this question's to both of you here um what is one thing you expect out of united by the end of the season uh either women's or men's team you want to go first <laughs> uh sure um one thing i expect out of them is uh at least on the men's side is to you know i I don't think they're ready to win the league um i expect them to challenge and be hard to play against um yeah i think i think i expect them to challenge and be in and around that top four um no matter what um i would say for the women's i would say for the women's probably you know you know you kind of expect them with the players they have almost to win the league yeah um so I think I think yeah for for the men's side is just to to challenge and be around the top four, come the end of the season, um, and for the women probably probably to to take it home to win it this year. Yes, Paige. Yeah, I would agree on the women's side. I I could see them taking it home, Champions League position, something like that. So I could mm-hmm. see them doing that. Um, oh my gosh, on the men's side, just don't don't get out, don't don't go below four, please. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm always surprised with them, so I really have no. Like I said, I'm a hater fan, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ollie needs to needs to somehow get more out of Pogba uh, and and Martial, and um, I think there's there's a good handful of players that still have not hit um, you know what what they're capable of doing. Yeah. I guess we just have to play more games in that zebra jersey because um I saw a meme <laughs> I saw a meme where I don't know who designed that but I think well Pogba probably thinks it's Juve so he's playing for Juve <laughs> or something and that's why he's playing better under that jersey no um I think I echo what you say I will say though for both both sides is 
beating top four clubs is super important. Like whether they win the league or they finish in the top four is consistency against like the big clubs, like beating Liverpool and not having a, a, a really boring draw, beating Everton who's coming up, being, you know, not losing to Spurs, not losing to City, not losing to Chelsea. Like even on the women's side is if you can yeah. beat these big clubs and whether you win the league or not, it shows growth on your side. And I think that's super important for United soccer in general. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll wrap this segment up. Uh, thank you to my two United fans. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Good day, everybody. This is Ryan from 20 Minutes on Ice. Join me and my co-host, Nick McVicker, for opinions and analysis on the week that was in the hockey world. New episode available every Friday, wherever you download your favorite podcast from. 20 Minutes on Ice, part of the Garage Door Sports Network. All right, Braden, Paige, Paige Braden, this mm-hmm. ends our show today. Are there any final thoughts before we sign off? Anything you'd like to share with our audience or just something you've been thinking about? It can be a random thought. It doesn't have to be soccer related. <laughs> um, Paige, do you have anything? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm... Just uh, keep in sports. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch the women's, watch the women's United, watch the women's, uh, what is it? The F F A S F A L is F A W S L is what it's called. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Tune in. I know it's on TV. So yeah, there's uh, also a really good website. It's called, um, ATA and they show all women's games. Um, they pick and choose more of the bigger games, but they broadcast them for free. Um, they have a Twitter account, they have a website. So check them out. If you want to watch some of the women's games. Paige, you want to send me that in our Twitter chat? Uh, no, I just turned off my video because of our Wi-Fi. Um, but you want to send me that uh, that link, and I will I will tweet it out, and I'll start watching that because I'm I'm so happy that Twitch is now partnered with the NWSL, for example, so we can see games on for free on that. So it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, Brady, no final thought on your end. Um, yeah, no, I just just tune in, tune in, watch the women's games, give it a give it a shot. Um, and yeah, just keep keep playing, everybody. <laughs> keep hanging in there in this in this lockdown. For sure. <laughs> well, thank you very much to both of our guests for today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a like or a rating. You can also follow us on Twitter at Touchline TH. You can follow me at Irfan Manchi. You can follow Paige at Culver underscore Page, and you can follow Brayden on Instagram because he's the weird one now. Uh, <laughs> at Brayden Culver. Uh, don't worry. After you being a guest multiple times, I'm going to f- get you back on Twitter so we can keep tagging <laughs> you on things. Um, anyways, <laughs> don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sport or check out garagedoorsports.com. And remember to follow our segment sponsor, Shenzi Shack, on Instagram. They're currently still in Vancouver. So if you're in that area, please, please hit them up. They make wonderful food. Uh, Paige, Braden, Braden Page, again, thank you very much for, for joining me today. I appreciate both of you. Um, Good luck to your to your league there, Paige and Braden. I hope you become a coach and a professional coach and a famous <laughs> coach one day. Um, and then call me in to be your consultant or something because I love <laughs> that. Too. Yeah, bring us in. It's be like a little touchline thoughts reunion. But yeah, absolutely, no problem. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next match day. Cheers. <laughs>